This episode is brought to you by Premier Ridge Capital. Your path to financial freedom and stability through multifamily syndications begins with Premier Ridge Capital. Visit our website at www.premierridgecapital.com and sign up for our newsletter and get your free ebook today. Learn the secrets of multifamily investing and how Premier Ridge Capital can be your partner in achieving financial peace of mind. Right. Thank you for being on Latinos and Real Estate Investing Podcast here. This is a show where we help investors how to create financial freedom through real estate investing. I want to ask you, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you come from, and what you do. Because you do something really neat, and I really want my audience to get this information about this DST stuff and these things that you're doing. Well, thanks, Martin, for having me. Pleasure to be here. So, yeah, we help people defer capital gains tax not using a 1031, mm-hmm. um, using something called a deferred sales trust, mm-hmm. which really unlocks freedom and capital from all assets of any kind, business, crypto, primary homes, so they can invest into typically real estate, passively or actively. Um, and it creates just these freedoms for people that are looking for chances to either retire from the toilet's trash liability and or exit a business in a big way and be able to diversify into some real estate or crypto or anything that's really highly appreciated. You can sell, defer the tax, and invest. Got it. So how does this TST thing work? What's the difference between a DST, defer, what is it, deferred sales trust, trust mm-hmm. versus a 1031? So. First, can you just break it down for the listeners and the viewers? What's the difference? What's a 1031? Maybe we have some people that aren't sure what that is. And then what's a DST and what's the differences? Yeah, so a 1031 exchange is a great way to defer tax on the sale of investment property and move it into a like-kind investment property. Um, and it's a great way to grow wealth as long as you you um, want to be in investment real estate and you want to buy it yourself typically, right? Mm-hmm. Um, however, the, one of the challenges with the 1031 is it doesn't work for business sales, doesn't work for crypto, doesn't work for stock. Number two, even if you have investment real estate, you have to buy uh, within 180 days of closing, right? So you have this tight time frame or 45 days to identify. It also doesn't work for primary homes. So where we come in is the deferred sales trust it works for all assets of any kind. Um, and there's no timing restrictions. So one is totally flexible with all assets. The other one only works for investment real estate. One is restrictive on timing. We have all the timing we can we, we, could, we, could, we can want, as well as we can diversify into different asset types at different time. So break that down to me as if I am layman's term, fifth grader, right? So let's just say I'm a flipper out there, right? Because my biggest tax liability for me personally comes from my flipping activities. That's my biggest tax liability. I don't have depreciation, I don't have any of the advantages of buying and holding assets long term, like my other assets. So let's say I have a property that I buy and I sell it in six months and I make 200 grand, right? Will this vehicle still work to deferred taxes. So it depends. There's on that asset. Yeah, so it depends. If you if you're in dealer status and how many you're doing per year, right? What is what is the definition so, of So yeah, it's not your CPA, but generally it's like it's your full time, you're in a full time fix and flipping mm-hmm. and, and it's 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 your maybe your 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 number one single source, you're doing a certain amount per year. Mm-hmm. Different states have different, you know, regulations for that. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a dealer's status, um, it may or may not work depending on your state. 
Number two, our minimum is a million dollar net proceeds, million dollar gain. Okay. Okay. So we and, and so we just did a deal in Texas for a two for thirty seven million. Now he, mm-hmm. he bought it and he sold it in six months, but it was just two deals, mm-hmm. right? So he's not like a dealer. He's not doing so many where yeah. he gets him to deal or that. Mm-hmm. So so it kind of depends. But technically, yes, we can defer tax. Technically, we can defer on a, on a deal that's small, but we don't we don't do those deals also that small because it's generally speaking, it's mm-hmm. it's not. It doesn't make sense for us for the with the fees cost. and everything else. Yeah, mm-hmm. the cost. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, so then. Talk to me about where it makes sense. You said something during your presentation here at this event. You mentioned that you can have a business, sell a business. Mm-hmm. So to all of our all of my business owners out there that are listening that are listening to us, you can technically sell your business and deploy your comp put the capital into this DST and then deploy the capital. Can you break that down, explain that? And then you have a you had a case study that you shared with us. Can you share that case study yeah. about the car wash owners and, yes, and, and that case study? Yeah, so when you sell a business, whether it's an S-Corp, C-Corp, LLC, and whether you have partners or not, um, you can use the Deferred Sales Trust to defer your capital gains tax. Um, really, again, any asset. And so uh, the one business sale we'll do is a $2.6 million deal in Alabama. Mm-hmm. It was like a marketing company business. He had two partners. The value was about $9 million, and they made a deal to buy him out. And so instead of him paying all the tax on the 2.6 million, which would have been about six or 700,000, he moved all of the 2.6 million into the trust. So he had an extra six or 700,000. And he took back a promissory note, right? So he lent the funds to the trust. And instead of taking all the capital at closing, that's how he's able to defer the tax. And then once it's in there, it could be invested passively or actively into real estate, which is what he did. Okay, mm-hmm. which he can also build some of it in the stock market, right? So some flexibility there. So that's the first business sale, I would say. The other one we did was a $13 million deal in, um, in, in San Diego, it was a car wash. Mm-hmm. And they bought the land and they built a car wash for about four million, total all in cost. Mm-hmm. And they sold it for 13, there was four partners. One of them wanted to pay the tax and he paid his tax. The other three did a deferred sales trust. Each of them had their own trust and each of them could have their portion of the LLC that was gonna go to them, though they're owed. Mm-hmm. They were able to sell their interest of the LLC to the trust in exchange for a promissory note. So it's just a seller carry back mm-hmm. and it allows you to de- think about like a delayed tax trust, right? Or even delay income or delay capital. You're delaying receiving it just like you might do in a 1031 or even like an IRA or 401k. The government allows us to defer tax if we delay taking personal constructive receipt. Got it, got it. So for your average person listening, right? Your, your small, business, small business person, right? listening or watching this video and it's thinking hey man i may have this bodega in new york city or i may own this i may own a couple of mechanic shops and and i'm tired right i'm tired of running this business and i want to get out but i don't want to pay taxes my my, my business might be worth five or six or eight or ten million dollars and i want to get out what strategies are you telling them to deploy yeah, so the first thing would be just clarifying their vision for their wealth, right? Mm-hmm. So, and you mentioned it, toilets, trash, liability, employees, it can be government mm-hmm. regulation, it can be the economy, it can also be just they're ready to retire. They've been working for 20, 30, 40 years, mm-hmm. blood, sweat, and tears every day to build this business. This is the, all of, typically a lot of their capital, a lot of their retirement plan is tied into the business. But they don't know how to get out without getting hammered by the capital gains tax, yeah. especially New York, especially mm-hmm. California, New Jersey, those are the three worst. And you're looking at probably, 40% probably minimum with depreciation recapture, mm-hmm. up to 50%. And by the way, if uh, some of the, and, and uh, they're proposing they've even increased it from from 20% federal to 40, which would mean mm. like, you know, with state and depreciation, it'd be like, you know, 50, 60, 70%. Mm-hmm. So 
So what we would say is A, understand what your problem is and where you're at, that's A. A being you have a tax problem, we all do because the government has a spending problem. B, where you're trying to go, retirement, you know, cash flow, diversification, liquidity, you know, be able to be retired, you know, clarify that. And then find out the team, that's, that's where we come in, and find out the strategy is gonna help you get there. Right now, some of our entrepreneurial clients want to be entrepreneurial, and that's the cool thing about the trust is once we sell the money to the trust, they can be an entrepreneur. But some of them want to be retired. Elaborate on that. When you say they can be entrepreneurial, mm -hmm. what do you mean? Because in the ten thirty one, you you're stuck, right? Well, you can only deploy the same like asset. So can you? That's a good you, point. Yeah. So let's break down entrepreneur in two yeah. ways. So mm -hmm. entrepreneur can be de de determined by I want control of my asset and the deals that I can build wealth with, right? Whether it be a business or real estate. So you can still be a real estate entrepreneur in the ten thirty one, do it yourself, right? But what's cool about the deferred sales trust, the other part of the entrepreneur is you can go start a new business, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like we have a we have a client who sold five million dollars of Bitcoin. She bought it at fifty thousand and went to fifty million. She worked for Google, and so she exited five million at fifty four thousand a coin before the crash. Okay, now she used four of that five million for startup capital for an online tech company, like 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 a Khan Academy. You see Khan Academy? Mm -hmm. It's an educational platform. That mm -hmm. was her vision. That was her entrepreneur dream. So she took exit out of Bitcoin into the trust that funded the, the, the entrepreneurial dream. Mm -hmm. So you can be an active participant in the deal. Now, we also have other clients that sold assets and they went with multifamily operators or someone like yourself who mm -hmm. are doing fix and flips different things. Mm -hmm. And they wanna be passive. They wanna say, hey, I want Martin, the younger generation, who's, who's doing the blood, sweat, and tears, he's on the ground doing it. I did that for 20, 30 years. I wanna pass it, wow. I wanna diversify. I wanna be out, but I wanna have extra amount mm -hmm. of tax deferred to, to partner with someone else. So you can also be passive or a mixture mm -hmm. of both that's the beauty of the deferred sales trust. So basically, in essence, someone can have maybe one of our listeners, and we have many of our listeners are entrepreneurs and business owners. They can own that bodega, that mechanic shop, that whatever, right? And they can now sell this thing, call you up, open up this DST, avoid paying the taxes immediately, but still have control on where they deploy that capital that's sitting in there. Of course, you deploy it as a, tr as, a as a trustee with their approval, yes. and they can deploy that capital into one of our deals, for yes, instance. Sir. So if we're buying now a 100-unit apartment building, and you guys hear me talk about this all the time, where we're, you know, we're, we're doubling our investors' money, and we're giving all of our capital initial returns the first year, and doubling it in two or three years, three to five years. And so, so now they can deploy some of that capital and say, hey, Martin, here's... 200,000 or whatever group, yeah. it doesn't matter. Your group, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Here's 200,000 and they're diversified and, yes. now they, and they're now paying taxes and you, it's because of the DST. You nailed it. And just one little little caveat, mm -hmm. we wanna make sure we set up the trust prior to the exit, okay? Yeah. So so we would set up the trust while, while you're considering selling, even before ideally, and you get it set up in place and you have an option to use it. If your deal doesn't close, you don't owe us anything, you don't pay us anything. But should you want to use it, you use it. And it's important because if we do it post-close, we can't, it's too late, okay? Although we can save a failed 1031 if you're watching this. That's the only other time we can save a failed 1031. If you're working with us and the qualified intermediaries who know how to do this, mm -hmm. we can have a backup plan for that. But if you're selling a business, you don't qualify for a 1031. So I would Ooh. say step one, um, get with Martin and me and talk about, hey, I'm considering exiting. And I also, number two, don't wanna pay the tax. Number three, let's set up the trust, give you the option language. Then once you set it up, then you actually sell and the funds go to the trust, okay? Mm -hmm. Then at that point, yes, the next day it could go into different investments. Or any deal, whatever, anyone's yeah. deal. And yeah, you, you would diversify, that's a smart way to do it. Smart, I mean, this is brilliant, guys. I, 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 
I just learned about this myself and I figured I have to share this with, with the audience, right? Because, which leads to my last question. Because this information is not readily available to the average middle class person, it just isn't. And that's one of the challenges that middle America and the poor have. They don't have access to certain information. They don't have access to, to this type of information that a lot of the more affluent and wealthy people have. What are you doing, right? You guys as a company, and I read your mission statement, what are you doing to try to help and get this information out? Man, this is just absolutely brilliant. Michael Crawshock, which is my, my, my fund, the fund manager here, you, you spoke to Mike a little bit ago here. I've been talking to Mike, we, him and I have been talking about this for years, like, hey Mike, how can I take some of my investments, because I'm invested in, in the fund here, with DLP, how can I take some of my investments and 1031 some of this stuff? There's some properties I may, I may want to sell. And he was like, we can't do it. There's no way, we can't do it. And I'm like, dude, there's gotta be a way. And I guess that's why they brought you here. Uh, Cause I've been asking him for years now. So this is it, we were just talking about it. I was like, Mike, this is what you and I've been talking about for years, right? Like, this is how we can do it. Well, it warms my heart in two ways. Let me answer that by telling a little bit of my story too. Mm -hmm. so, so growing up, uh, parents, uh, when uh, they were very wealthy, okay? Mm -hmm. We lived in a fluent area of the Bay Area, okay? In Silicon Valley and, and East East Bay. Mm -hmm. And parents build houses and, and, uh, and cash flow and construction and mm -hmm. Harleys and boats and you know just oh, really great. fluent life, okay? But then they got divorced, okay? And so we went from my mom uh, and dad having a lot of wealth to living with my mom, barely making it. Mm -hmm. So growing up, we were, uh, you know, I'd go to my dad's house and he'd spoil us. He'd really, you know, and he, he was a loving dad and he cared for us. He just didn't get along with my mom. Mm -hmm. But he taught us how to work hard, be an entrepreneur, get real estate, but also go get an education so you, could, you, could, you, could, you don't have to be working so hard with your hands all the time. And my mom, he, he didn't pay child support. So we had, you know, barely had a car, uh, at times we, we didn't, you know, we didn't know how we were going to eat food. We lived with my grandma, mm. small house, and but we always, the Lord always provided for us. Okay, so part of why I share that is because I saw both sides. I go to my dad's, all the wealth, and I say, you know, what? I, and I go to my mom's, and we like, you don't have any money. So I said, I don't ever want finances to come in between my family and what I can provide for my family. So I'm at Marcus and Milchap. I wanted to be very successful. I'm studying, and 2006, everything's going pretty good. I'm selling real estate. Mm -hmm. Okay, then the market crashes. Now I'm newly married baby on the way, and all of a sudden I'm looking up like, I don't know how I'm gonna pay for anything. Like, I'm gonna have to go into all this debt, I'm gonna go get a real job, I'm gonna have to, a real job being W2, not 100% commission. So I'm sitting in my mentor's office, and I just start crying, I don't cry very often, but I'm just bawling because all the pressure is mounting. But why I really figured out why I was crying was, I was envisioning what happened with my dad, the divorce at a young Ooh. age. And all this emotion comes back like, oh my gosh, like I'm gonna fail my family, I'm gonna go through what I've gone through, with what he went through with us, and like that was the thing that made me so angry or so frustrated as a young kid to, to drive me to success. So this is full circle moment with both sides, with everything happening, and so part of my drive is to help people to never feel trapped by finances. And part of that is capital gains tax, mm -hmm. right? And part of that is our responsibility as good stewards of capital as we build wealth is to be able to give back to those and things and causes that we believe in most. Mm -hmm. But part of why the capital can't go is because of the tax and go where? To multifamily housing, mm -hmm. to help solve the housing crisis, to uh, you know even charitable giving. There's other, mm -hmm. other ways to defer capital gains tax using charity, which is great. Uh, but really to unlock capital to create jobs and spur this economic uh, influx of really housing. I think housing is one of the number ones thing to have, right? And so if you don't have housing, it's tough. 
But if capital is locked up in crypto or stocks or businesses and it can't be deployed into groups like yourself who are fixing and flipping or buying multifamily, then guess what? It's going to have to come through taxes that have already been paid. Ooh. Now, there's some IRAs or 401ks self-directed that help, but I'm talking about 84 trillion. That's a stat that's transferred in the next 24 years. I'm talking instead of 50 to 100 thousand dollars, five, 10, 15, 50, 100 million, a billion dollar exits that can be tax deferred in an efficient way to go right into the housing crisis. So all of this kind of comes full circle. Now, fortunately enough enough, I was able to learn about the deferred sales trust during this time when everything crashed in 08, mm-hmm. right? And that began the journey of how do I help people understand this? Because mm-hmm. if they understand this, they'll change everything, right? Sure. And so fast forward, five kids. I was able. To, I was also working Cheesecake Factory 70 hour weeks, barely surviving, burning the, cal- uh, the, uh, the, uh, I said the candle both ends, right? And but the Lord provided, and He's given the opportunity now to share with everyone else how to do this. Well, thank you, brother. Really appreciate you coming on here. Thank you for coming on Latinos and Real Estate Investing Podcast. This is what we're about: is sharing messages like this, where we're giving people tools, and I'm bringing people on like Brett that can educate you. How can people get a hold of you yeah. if uh, there's a business owner, there's someone out there that's like, this is brilliant. It is, by the way. Thank you. This is brilliant. How can someone connect with you? Where do they find you? Social, website? Thanks, Martin. Yeah, so first thing, just go to CapitalGainsTaxSolutions.com. You can check out our YouTube channel, Capital Gains Tax Solutions. Look for our new book coming out with Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank. He's in the book and another of other really smart uh, commercial real estate and financial advisors. Um, But CapitalGainsTaxSolutions.com is the best place. We also have a free ebook we want to give to you if you're listening to us. Go to Capital Gains Tax Solutions, download that free ebook. And then if you have a deal that's a $1 million proceed, $1 million gain, you qualify for the no-cost consultation, and we're happy to go through all of this. Just make sure if you find me, tell me, uh, make sure you tell me you found me on Martin's podcast so um, we can uh, share the love. Appreciate you guys. Thank you, brother. Thank you again. Yeah. And thank you guys for watching and listening, um, checking out Latinos and Real Estate Investing Podcast. Peace out. And that wraps up another episode of Wealthy AF brought to you by Premier Ridge Capital, where multifamily real estate syndications meet premier success. Your future starts here. Visit us at premierridgecapital.com for more details.